I let that business go and I said, there's gotta be something I can do. So I started, I started moving forward. I said, well, I need to hire someone to coach me to get hired. I didn't have the money. I had like $2,200 in my pocket at that time or in my bank. And the one guy looks at me, he says, I'll give you a break. Give me $1,400 down and you can pay you $1,400 in two weeks. I'm thinking, I can't even pay my rent. How am I going to give you $1,400? You know what I mean? Like I only got $2,200. He goes, here's where you need to realize. Don't think of the money. Think of the vision. Welcome to the Magnetic Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs from around the world share their stories of how they learn to become magnetic. Brought to you by the beautiful, remarkable ladies of Allure Photo Studios. Yeah, if you're not, not familiar yet with Magnetic Entrepreneur, what it is, you'll be able to find a little more out about it. Essentially pulling together a lot of ways to help brand people up, a lot of ways for people to share their stories on their entrepreneurial journey to help other entrepreneurs in their, uh, you know, in their journey, uh, endorsed by a lot of, uh, you know, very well-known worldwide people with an expansive brand that's going all over the place. So, so what, what is Magnetic Entrepreneur? Uh, how did you come up with this? And so what, what exactly is Magnetic Entrepreneur? All through my years of being in sobriety, I would say, um, what happened was I was, you know, a lot of people would sit there and say I would be a good listener. I would, I would, people would just be attracted to me to come to me and talk to me. So I, I ended up educating myself in the field of addictions, counseling, uh, mental health, and, and areas like that. So I ended up going right from social work right up to mental health and then get my master's in, in, in counseling. So, you know, what happened was I just kept, gathering, gathering people. Every time I went to a gas station, someone would say, well, you know, I, I, I feel for you, blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about the problems. It would just be a way for them to open up. It was, it was amazing. So then it was like really weird. My dad said to me, you're magnetic. I said, okay. I never clued in. And it wasn't until after his death, I said, the magnetic is still standing in my head. For some reason, it's still echoing there. I said, that's pretty cool. And I want to name a business. I want to name a book. Started off with just a book series of five. That's all it started off with, a book series of five books. And that's why this one here was going to be volume one, all the way across to volume five. But <clears throat> I didn't expect it to grow as much as it did. Now, the entrepreneur part, I am an entrepreneur. I own my own business. I do things to help others. Um, and, and I just clicked it all together. I registered it. I, uh, I'm in, I'm in the midst, takes about 18 months, but I'm in the midst of, uh, of, uh, making sure nobody else can ever get that name because I got the TM right at the end of my name now. So, uh, magnetic entrepreneur Inc. TM right at the end of that, a small TM trademark. So, and so, and so tell us then, so, that's how you kind of got the idea. So tell us about your particular story of entrepreneurship and your growth. You mentioned, you know, some things in terms of substance abuse. Uh, what, what's the story of Robert Moore? Tell us the story of Robert Moore. When I first started, when I first started, I mean, it wasn't anything to do with my business. Um, that's why I ask people when, when they do a chapter in my book, I ask them to do their vision when they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Do part of your vision, like sit back there and think, what was it like to be back there and wish you were somewhere like where you are today? 
So when you're wishing upon that, what kind of troubles did you go through? What kind of turbulations did you go through? What stuff did you have to climb? What kind of mountains did you have to climb to get over to beat the odds? Now you want to talk to solutions, right? Talk to solutions, and then you talk about your business. And that's all in 2,000 words or less. But to see, the thing is people think that's, oh, I don't have enough room. There's a lot of room there, right? Even you know that. There's a lot of room there. You can feel a lot of stuff in there. You just got to pick the nitpicks, the best points of it, like I did with my life. My life, I mean, I was a drug addict, alcoholic. There's no two ways there. I mean, I can admit that. I mean, I'm in recovery. I'm almost 14 years clean and sober right now. And it was... It wasn't until, I'd say about 10 years ago, when I said, I can't work for someone else. It just felt like I was, you know, it's like, it's like renting. You're paying their, their mortgage off. You're not getting ahead. So when you're owning your own business, you're getting ahead and you're the boss of the whole thing. So I said, okay, well, that's what I wanted to do 10 years ago. So I started when I did my education I started registering myself as a, as a psychotherapist, as a counselor, addiction counselor at the time. And then I started working in the field. I opened my own business, put an office together and opened my own business. And I did exceptionally well, but I found my heart was on my sleeve too much for that kind of work. Because being an alcoholic drug act, I, I, the empathy for these people that are coming in were like, okay, I can understand. I, I've been there. So if you can't afford to pay this week, it's okay. Next week's okay. But you got to remember I'm running a business. There is so much government people out there that actually deal with these people that get paid from the government. I wasn't getting paid from the government. I was getting paid from the, the people's families, whoever they could, their credit cards, anything to, to keep them alive. Then I said to myself, well, 90% of the people that are coming to me, they exhausted all their money in the first place. Now I'm starting to give it away for free. So I'm starting to go in debt. And I said, well, I can't, I can't really do this anymore. So I let it go. I let that business go. And I said, there's got to be something I can do. So I started, I started moving forward. I said, well, I need to hire someone to coach me to get higher. I didn't have the money. I had like $2,200 in my pocket at that time or in my bank. And the one guy looks at me and says, I'll give you a break. Give me $1,400 down and you can pay the $1,400 in two weeks. I'm thinking, I can't even pay my rent. How am I gonna give you $1,400? You know what I mean? Like I only got $2,200. He goes, here's where you need to realize. Don't think of the money, think of the vision. So he, he turned that around on me. The roadblock that was there, the resistance, he broke that for me. I said, finally, okay, here, no problem. Here's the 1400 I left me like $600. And it's like, at first it was like, it was pretty scary, I'll be honest with you. Because now how am I gonna do my car payment? That's 400 some odd dollars. How am I gonna pay my rent? How am I gonna eat? How am I gonna do all this stuff? Well, the $1,400 is already gone. I said, well, I can't do nothing about it. That's gone, let's learn. Let's learn now. I put my mind in the learning zone. This guy was from, uh, he was a, he was the uh, operations manager of Thick and Grow Rich. All right. And I got a really good deal. And I went from there. Within two weeks, I was able to pay him the $1,400 again. But at the same time, I had thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in my pocket. And I couldn't believe it. He brought out something in me 
that's been stirring up for a long time. So then I moved on from there. Um, I ended up hiring a Ted McGrath, How to Tell Your Story. Um, I hired him for a while. I studied 45, <clears throat> pardon me. I studied 45 of the top achievers at this time over the years, 45 of them, to learn what their insides thinking about, how they do their events. I would go to their events, not to listen to what they're saying, to see how they're running it, see how they got their lights up there, see how they got their paperwork set up, see how they do their advertising, their marketing. I would go there and study that because I knew one day I'd hold my own events. And sure enough, it came in handy because I've got Ben Guy the third, telling me, Robert, you're a trusted author. I want to do a Ford in your book. And he's also going to give me the logo for maps, right? Which is an honor. I said, this is an honor for you to do this, man. Uh, Kyle Wilson, Jim Rohn's best, best partner for 18 years. He asked me if I wanted to write a book with him. I put a chapter in his book. What an honor, you know? And then I, I'm doing another one right now with Forrest Willett. Well, Forrest Willett, let me tell you a little story about me, me and Forrest Willett. You're going to love this. I wrote my first book, There's More to Life. Never really went too well. A lot of F-bombs in it. My very first book, I'm excited. I knew there was some I don't know, discrepancy towards my Christianity at that time because a lot of F-bombs were in it. I mean, it, just, it was raw. But this guy came up to me, introduced himself, Forrest Willett. He says, can you please teach me how to put a book together? So I'm new. Here's my story. Here's what I got to do. Well, he's already been working with lawyers and everybody else to help him with the, the process. So I only guided him a little bit to say, hey, here's what you do. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, he called me a couple of weeks later after he put his book out. And he said he made number one. I said, wow, this is beautiful. Let's go for a coffee. So we actually went out for a lunch. And we're, you know, like giggling away. And, and the one guy looks at me and says, you're the teacher. You've never been number one but your student has, he goes, you just won, buddy. He says, you just won. And it was the first time it actually hit me. I did because I taught someone how to do it, right? So I know how to do it. So now I got to get back in the action and do it. So now he did a forward for me afterwards, but I didn't know is he was actually working for Jack Canfield at this time. So he did a forward for me and boom, it just went, it blew up. So now I'm doing a chapter in his book. He just did a chapter of mine. And he became, uh, a, this book here, it's, uh, it's actually endorsed, this one here. It's endorsed by uh, Don Green, the CEO of Napoleon Hill, and the forwards by Raymond Aaron, New York Times bestselling author. The very first one, it's endorsed by Les Brown, right? And the forwards by uh, Tony J. Salimi. He's, he's one of the international bestsellers, and he's a behavioral therapist. It's the people that I have, are way up there. Like I was doing a live like this one day and all of a sudden someone popped in and I said, I know that name, but how do I know that name? It was Ryder Bowe, two-time heavyweight champion of the world. Now, December 13th, Hall of Fame. And he says, Robert, I like what you're doing. And so we connected. <laughs> it was like, wow, this is cool. So I got a lot more celebrities in there that I've asked and they've actually provided me with some really good names to go along with. So I, I spent a lot of time behind the scenes talking to the celebrities, how they do things, and I grow that way too. But at the same time, I've hired a, 
hired that vice president, which is doing a lot of stuff with the book. He's in Dubai half of the time. He's out here doing stuff now. We're doing a woman's book. So Magnetic Entrepreneur isn't just Magnetic Entrepreneur Inc. I actually do the books. I get people in for the chapters. So we name it Magnetic Entrepreneur and then a title for hockey, for sports, for lawyers, for CEOs, for women, for men, whatever it may be. But also I have a magazine coming out. I'm hoping to have it out June 1st. I'm working really hard on it and I'm doing a lot, a lot of safekeeping. I have a buddy of mine that actually does his own magazine and he does that 1.3 or 1.6 million every six months. You want, I'm gonna see if I can piggyback off the back of his and get it out there. And now that we got the podcast with yourself coming out, right? For anybody in the magnetic entrepreneur to do a podcast, you got yourself coming out there and I do the awards and I'm going to be announcing in January, I'm going to start the mastermind uh, for the CEOs and entrepreneurs. That's phenomenal. What I really like about what you shared here in the story is, is how you focused on the process that these other people were doing. Yeah. I think a lot of people miss that when they get into the weeds of what they're doing. They're so focused on getting the book perfect or getting their process perfect or getting the business perfect. And there's something bigger happening. And so it looks like this is interesting. I didn't know that. So you really kind of focus on understanding the process of how these people were running the overall business that was happening. And that's, that's really interesting. Well, tell me, so, when you were approached by the operations manager for Think and Grow Rich and you move forward with some of the advice and you were able to produce income from there, what is it that you did and what, what was it that was so successful that you implemented? Well, you showed me how to use social media in a different way. Um, I wasn't just going on there and putting on a, a, a crappy video. I was actually putting on some high-end videos at this time. I was being more recognized. I was doing call-to-action questions. Instead of get on there and not talking about something, I'd actually be on there and I'd be actually talking about something relatable to an issue that is needed out there. Um, like Eric Thomas said to me the one time, he says, Robert, if you want to be an international speaker, you got to find an international problem and have a solution for it. And, and that's what I do. I mean, because... I've reached those levels. I'm looking at people and I see, I see the potential in a lot of people that are stuck and they're entrepreneurs that reach the level that they could use that resistance out and then they can grow. And, and you know, doing something like this book, 39,000 different dish pollutions it goes in. And hey, you know I mean? Someone's gonna read that bio someday or read that chapter and the bio and possibly get a hold of you. Interesting. Everybody has a coach to some extent mm -hmm. and somebody that's going to be able to give them feedback. You know, here, for example, you mentioned that you studied 45 of the top achievers when, when you're doing that. And I guess you're interacting, you know, with these individuals, what stood out the most? Are there, are there certain things that stood out to you the most that you were able to, to implement or that uh, were processes that, that really impacted you the most? You know, believe it or not, the most people that stood out the most for me, now these are the people that taught me the business scale, right? Like Jim Ron, and I mean, I never met him personally because he's already deceased, right? But I've learned from him in his videos and the stuff out there. So Tim McGrath, I learned how to tell my story. But the people that taught me the most 
were actually my clients? Were the people coming in the book? Were the people that I was dealing with on a daily basis? Yeah, I taught the business and on that side to grow, but spiritually, spiritually inside and, and to keep yourself humble are the people that are upcoming, are the people that want to hire you. That's where I learned from. I'll tell you the reason why. Everybody has a different view on things. If I asked you right now, what's success? You can give me three, four different answers. The people watching this can give me three, four different answers. Would they be the same? Not likely. So then I learned from all these people. So I'll tell you something. When I put one of my other books together, before this, I did a test run. I didn't know how it was going to work. Before I did the Magnetic Entrepreneur, I did a test run. I studied for six months. All the, all the students and, and the people I was dealing with and talking to on Facebook, I did surveys like crazy. And then I put a book out there. I asked them what their principles they were actually dealing with, what they were struggling with, and how they got ahead with a solution. I used all that material, and I put it in my life, but I made it sound like I was the one talking about it. In my paper, which is my book, right? The Better Way Formula, Principles for Success, is it's what it's called. All the things I struggled with, I could relate to, and I used that, and I pushed it out there and gave the solutions to the people that were in need. It became number one bestseller right off the bat. Interesting. One of the things that, that I've noticed here, and I guess this really has to do with the system, one thing I've been impressed with, with the whole concept of this magnetic entrepreneur is really, you know, when I first saw that you're going to have Les Brown endorsing the first book, that really blew my mind. And the whole concept you have, you know, and then I learned more about Tony J. Salemi and taking a look at the association with these with these other people with the work. And one thing, you know, you've, you've mentioned, we haven't spoken about it directly here on this recording, but, you know, the idea of, of branding up and of, you know, of growing your brand and helping other people. And so what's interesting, what I'm, what I'm hearing here is kind of pulling together resources to provide people more of an opportunity to associate or be associated with other people. You mentioned scale and scalability. There must be some, concepts related to scaling a business that are related to this association and these other platforms to get your message out that again uh, unless you studied some other people that have scaled their business you, you again might be really stuck in the business versus growing it that's not a very specific question there's many points there what what thoughts do you have on what i just said that, that is that's a pretty thick question too um if you look at it i mean Scaling your scaling up. You want to climb. You got you you got to find out what you're struggling the most with. Is it financially? Is it the fact that your mind is set on the financial bus? You're not going to grow if you're stuck on financial. If you're focusing on the money, you're not going to grow. You need to do something you love doing so you don't think of the money and you're out there to empower other people. My biggest thing was when I stopped worrying about the money, I started growing. And I'll say that again, when I stopped worrying about the money, the resistance went and I started growing because I started giving back. I started giving back to people. I seen people struggling, you know, I give them a break, you know, hey, you can't pay the $2,000, let's do a payment plan then. I won't charge you the extra 10% for the, for the uh, paperwork fee, don't worry about it. Just pay the money that you gotta pay and we'll move forward. 
And, and it's always worked out well that way. People respect you more if you, if you give them that hand up instead of hand down. You don't want to reach down at them. You want to keep them at an equal level. And that's what I like doing because the thing is, all, those, all the people that come in the book are, are all at an equal level. We're all smarter in our own ways. We're all challenged. And we became who we are today because of those challenges. So I'm never going to put anybody down. I'll never forget the people that are lower than me. If they don't want to reach up and, 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 and go at it, then that's nothing I can do. I'm just going to keep growing. And I'm going to bring those people that want to grow with me. Interesting. I, I like what you just said there about uh, stop, not focusing on a particular area because that creates resistance, but focusing on the, where you're passionate about uh, to avoid the resistance. So the resistance that you're, you're mentioning, so this is that you, somebody may experience mentally or from other people or tell us more about the resistance that people might fo might experience as they're focused on certain things that are, might be holding well, them back for instance uh, a speaker a speaker could be very very nervous getting in front of 20 30 40 50 maybe 200 people um and the reason why they're nervous is because they're making it about them first of all when you get up on stage you're not being critiqued you already know your story so you're the one that's telling your story. So now you're sharing it with the audience. When you look back at Mel Robbins' five-second rule, before you get up on that stage, in your mind, five, four, three, two, one, I'm happy. See, happiness and anxiety have the exact same feeling. People don't realize that. People don't realize that you could change in five seconds. Your frontal cortex will take a different turn on things and you won't have that lack behind you. So the resistance is lack, right? So I'll get up on stage, five, four, three, two, one, I'm happy. I'm not sitting there looking at the fact that if I mess up, if I'm up on stage and I drop my glasses, say my sunglasses are on my head or something, uh, and I drop them, I'm not gonna pick them up right then and there. I'll just keep going. Because people will focus on what they see right then and there, right? If, if, they, if they see me do it, they're going to center that as attention. I don't want that. I'll keep it down there, and I'll talk. And when it's over, I'll pick it up. Because they won't realize when I picked it up afterwards, right? So when you do the five, four, three, two, one, you do the, the story. It's, it's about you, but it's not about you, if you know what I mean. It's, it's for them, right? Like Tony Robbins says, everything happens to you, not for you. Very nice. Very nice. So, so from here, what are the sort of the next, so you mentioned a mastermind and pulling together a mastermind, a magnetic entrepreneur mastermind. So where, where do you see sort of the next, the, the next sort of steps for this? Who else do you want sort of involved? Where do you see the next area of growth for you, you know, with, with all of this? Well, I want to do the mastermind I want to put together. I want to get CEOs and entrepreneurs at a higher level. Um, this level here is perfect. These are the guys I want at them because I'll tell you something right now. The people that are doing the forwards for me, the celebrities, I'm going to have them come in at a mastermind and talk for a little bit. I'm going to actually bring them physically to the event I'm holding. It could be maybe 10 people there. I don't like to keep it very big. I want to keep it small so we can all be, you know, get our share. And I'm going to talk to each individual person while we're there, but I'm also going to host um, like three, four hour teaching. And it's going to be a one day event or maybe two day event. 
um, likely a weekend, like a weekend, a whole weekend. And I'm going to have people there speaking on how they deal with things and teach them how to overcome certain things. I want to see where people are stuck. I want to see how they're coming out of this and what they're doing the right way or the wrong way. Um, with all my, all my studies I've done, I've done social service worker diploma. I got addictions degree, BA in psychology, master's in counseling psychology. I have one honor degrees. And uh, I mean, I could be called doctor if I want right now, but I'm not going to do that because I refused the award, believe it or not. The honorary doctorate degree I won, I refused it. I don't need it. I don't need that award, right? So I refused it. So the people that are going to come into masterminds, they're not only going to hear from me, they're going to hear from the up brand of me that I've studied these people and they're going to actually come in and physically talk to them too. Interesting, interesting. Well, I guess so from here, if we had other people that were, were listening and are just kind of getting started in their journey, others that are a little bit more advanced and people that are having a lot of success, what would you, what would you like to say to each one? You're going you're gonna to feel the pain. You're going to feel the pain of growth. Um, one thing I will say, go through it. Don't let that pain stop you from what you deserve. Right? You have to feel the pain to grow. Tell you it's sweeter on this side, sweeter on this side when you start dealing with all those things. I've seen so many people. It's estimated I've I've helped about 120,000 people. Estimated, it's probably more than that right now. But when they look at the situation, when I was going through the struggles, I was always told, "Where are you going to run to? The problems are always going to be there. Where do you want to be in the future?" Here's the thing, a key thing right here, guys, the key thing I want you to learn. Look at yourself 10 years ahead. Look at the person you become 10 years ahead in your mind. You can be anything you want. Now, try and chase that person, but do the obstacles the right way to overcome all the hurdles to be that person. Now, it doesn't mean 10 years down the road you're going to meet up with them because there's always going to be 10 years ahead. And that's one thing I did. I admire me, but I'm 10 years ahead. And I know where I'm going to be. So I have to learn how to get there by using all these other coaches beside me to get there, to climb that ladder. Very good, very good. So tell us, what would you say if you could pick out one or two things that you really had to struggle with to be able to get to this point, what would you say the biggest challenges were for you that you had to overcome? Um, is the haters, the haters for one. You're, you're going to have haters. I get, even today I get them. And today I've learned to, um, they help me actually quite a bit. Uh, you get to, you get to see, because people are going to be jealous. People are going to be, oh, well, you did this and you did that. And that's the only reason why you climbed the ladder. It's the only reason why you're out there with these celebrities. Well, I did the hard work to be there. They don't, people don't see what you do behind the scenes. They only see what you allow them to see. And that's the difference with people. People are judgmental at times. So you're going to have haters. Let them help you grow, right? The more they hate you, hate me, the more I'm growing. Because the more I'm going to work harder and harder, and all of a sudden they disappear. Because, you know, what? I'm not putting my focus on them. If I put my focus on them, it's like feeding the fire. So no, no, I don't want that. I want to just move ahead. It hurts because it feels like someone's right on you and it hurts feels like your whole world's coming down on you, but get through it, get through it. And you know where you want to be. 
The second thing is stop focusing on the how. Don't focus on your how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that. You're only losing the battle right there. Focus on your vision, your dream. You'll get there because you have to hire a coach for the how. The how is your coach. That gets you beyond that resistance. Gets you beyond scarcity. Gets you beyond where you need to be. Once you outgrow that coach, there's always another coach above him to deal with. All right? Never stop learning. Don't be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, get out of there. You want to keep growing. Very good. All right. And then to, I guess, round it out on the other side of that, what would you say then has been sort of the, uh, I guess, biggest biggest learning lesson that you've had that has empowered you the most to be, to be successful? I was trying too much to be like other people. Forgetting that I got to build me. So when I study 45 of these top achievers, not one of them I'm going to be like, not one of them. I might take a, a, a nugget from each of them. You know, hey, this worked for that person, so let's try that out. Right? I'm going to build my own programs, my own stuff, and I'm still going to be Robert J. Moore, the founder, CEO, slash president now <laughs> of Magnetic Entrepreneur Inc. And I'm going to keep it that way. The reason why is because... I have to have a personality too. So if I'm doing all the stuff that uh, so Eric Thomas or, or you know Tony Robbins is doing, people are going to say, that's Tony Robbins' twin. Why would I want that? They're not going to remember me. They're going to remember Tony Robbins because that's his style. I want them to remember me. And that's why I do, I come out, I, I do things a little longer because I do a lot of stuff on the back end. Now, what I mean by that is um, next week, I don't just come out and tell you, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, jump right into it. No, I do my due diligence and I make sure that it's going to work first. I make sure that it's going to be nice and slow so people will have a comfortable way out of their area to be like this book here. It, it didn't happen overnight. It was in a year of making before I even advertised I wanted to do it. The reason why is because I wanted to get the lawyers involved. I wanted to make sure everything was covered beforehand. And I wanted to make sure that it would actually climb. I wanted to learn how to make sure it climbed first so I can promise the right things. I don't want to promise things that's not going to happen. Very good. Well, all right. Well, I guess from here, so, so if you were to say that – somebody outside of just really wanting to grow in brand, they're really at a point where they're just trying to trying to figure out sort of next steps and how to get a hold of a better vision. You could obviously pick up Magnetic Entrepreneur and read the stories of all of these people, but are there any other resources that you would recommend or people that have processes that you would say, look, check out some of this, check out what these people have written. These people have been really influential for me. Would you would you give any particular uh, anything that comes to mind there I'd that you could? I'd definitely be honored if if I and, and biased if I said just pick up my book or my stuff my you know the stuff I put out there. It'd be an honor and biased to say just do that because it would help you. But it's let's be realistic here. Everybody has their own personality. Everybody has their own way. Everybody has their own thoughts. Everybody has someone else out there that really they admire. Find out who that person is you admire. My map it. Here's you. Here's them. What makes them them? 
do the do the uh, you know like the scale. What do they do for a living? How do they do it for a living? Who do they serve? What kind of income are they bringing in? Are they bringing in residual income? Are they just bringing in the one income? How do they establish their business? How are you equal to them? You got to go around the circle and find out how you're equal to them, how you're like them, and what do you want to build off it afterwards? So you just do it like do a one page afterwards. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. But you want to keep it you. You don't want to be them. You want to keep it you. So how could you use piece of them to bring you up, right? I get people in magazines all over the world. I get people um, in, their, in their areas. I get them in TV shows. I get them on podcasts. I get them on all these different things that I've been on because I know how scaling people really works. That is by far the best answer to that question given me. <laughs> uh, that was phenomenal. I love how you answered that. I think that was that was that was worth the entire absolute time and that's phenomenal. So that was a great answer. So much value just to that that particular answer right there. If somebody does that, uh absolutely I see how that, that will level somebody up significantly and uh that that was very intelligent. So well great. Well thank you so much, Robert you know, for your time. Thank you for what you do, are doing with Medic Entrepreneur. It's, it really is mind blowing. It's phenomenal. The amount of growth, the different uh, ways that people are connecting, uh, the different opportunity it's creating to just really to scale people and get people in front of other people. And again, this is not just a, a regular type of business. This is a, a very strong organization with a lot of different arms to it that's built off of a lot of other successful people that have scaled. So people from all over the world all over the world, all the way from, so say Florida, from the area you're in, I mean, you're in the first book, not really from Texas, California, Egypt, uh, Cairo, you know, all the way around the world, reaching out to get into the book. Very good. Well, Robert, well, thank you so much. Thank you for investing in yourself and learning lessons from other successful people. These lessons, though, are pointless if you take no action. What action will you take as a result of this recording to make a noticeable change in your life? What is one action step you can write down on paper that you will take action to start a new behavior to make more of an impact in your life? To help you in this journey, here's a quick snippet as well of the upcoming episode of another life-changing lesson from Magnetic Entrepreneur. I have invested a lot of time and money on them. And then I discovered at that time that, hey, this is part of the puzzle, but I'm not looking at the big picture. I need to go and really find the strategy about the whole thing. That would push me back to the university. And when I went to the university, I started understanding that it's much bigger and huge than that. So I shouldn't, let's say, um, uh, hooked with a new tool that it was created online without understanding why I need this tool and how I can categorize this tool first. Because the tools are amazing and great, but once you start like focusing on one tool and you forget everything else, so you are not getting the big picture. The tool is just a tool. It would help you for, for something even bigger. So for example, when we go to the Facebook, how we can classify the Facebook uh, as a tool that would help you uh, in, in building your business? Well, Facebook is simply a, a social tool that will help you to tell more people about what you are doing. 
nothing more, nothing less. This episode is brought to you by Allure Forest Studios. We help women express their beauty with remarkable images, helping them see themselves in a new light that empowers their souls. Contact us to experience a unique and jaw-dropping photography shoot.